from First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, South Carolina. 1A is designed to take a brief but in-depth look at counseling issues from a pastoral perspective. Reverend Squires is the pastor of counseling here at First Presbyterian Church, and I am Josh Fleming, the pastoral intern for discipleship. In today's episode, we continue discussing chapter 5 of the Westminster Confession of Faith, examining how God's providence plays out in the world around us, and what that means for us in the midst of our trials. If you have any comments or questions about our show, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can email us at 1A at firstpresscolumbia.org. We hope this ministry is a blessing to you and those around you. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to 1A. This is Josh Squires. And again, joining me, Josh Fleming. Josh, thanks for being with me. Absolutely. Great to be here. Josh Adair, thanks for being with us. Always good to be here. And Mark Capper, thanks for being with us, Mark. Hey, brothers. Happy to be with you today. Okay, so we're continuing our look at the chapter on God's providence. We only made it through section one <laughs> last episode. There were three <laughs> there were three main points, so it's not like it made my Presbyterian art happy. Three points. <laughs> Um, if only they could have been alliterated. You know okay, I mean? Yeah, if, if only they'd have been alliterated, it would have been better. <laughs> no. but So we're continuing to pick up there. I think we're going to try and make it. This might be a shorter episode. We're going to try and make it through sections two and three. So, Josh, why don't you take us from yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. So sections two and three, and they're, they're sort of related. But I'll go ahead and just read. We've got here in section two, it says, Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause... So God is the first cause. All things come to pass immutably and infallibly, yet by the same providence he ordereth them all to fall out according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. Yes. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clear as mud. <laughs> Clear as mud. Everybody got that? Yeah, yeah. So, th- I mean, this is the way people, uh, people who wrote and thought in this general philosophical realm would have talked generally in the era where the confession was being written. Mm. And so what are they saying? They're saying first and second causes. First cause, we, we touched on this with Derek when he was with us a little bit. That's right. That God is the primary cause of all things. He's the uncaused thing, mm. right? He doesn't He doesn't have a cause. He's the uncaused causer, if you will. And yet, and, and this is where they're trying to make put a ditch, right? Sometimes you create fire breaks, you make a line in the trees, right? Or you make a ditch so the fire can't right. get over. Mm-hmm. This is the ditch they're trying to make. So first cause God. God is providentially uh, decrees all things that should come to pass. Yet, as you and I experience them, and as to responsibility when it comes to sinfulness, you and I are responsible for sin, mm. and we see things fall out in a normal, logical way that we can pretty much figure out. Mm. So we should expect the universe to work by way of secondary causes that are, as they talk about them, necessary, free, or contingent. What does that mean to us? That means that we live in a world where we can make relative predictions about how things will come out 
when we do certain actions. And some of them are more certain and others are not. So for instance, I talked last episode about having an Apple pencil in my hand to make notes as we go through these episodes. I do that every time. If I were to let this Apple pencil go just above the table here, we would all know what would happen. Right. It would float. It would, yeah. If it, <laughs> no, that would be strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At least three of us know what would happen. <laughs> One of us needs to go back to school and learn about gravity. <laughs> but we can we can expect that gravity would take hold, and it would fall down to the ground to the Apple pencil or to the iPad, rather. Right. So, so we can predict certain things in life. Mm. Okay. And when we do something to one another or other people do things to us, we can predict that there might be certain outcomes that happen. Mm -hmm. And we have ways in our own life that we can then predict how we will respond or even temptations that might come up because of the wisdom of God's word and how we know how to live in, in a world that is tempting. When I talk to men, I almost always have discussions about how we protect our eyes and hearts from pornography. Mm. Why? Well, because it doesn't take much predictive effort to be able to say that that's going to be a place of temptation for you. Mm. Don't give Mm -hmm. into it, Mm. right? Because you're going to be with a device by yourself at some point, right? right? And you're going to have that live option. Mm. So what are we doing to prepare ourselves that we might be able to defeat that moment of, de- of temptation and not give in. Absolutely. Right? That's because we live in a world where we can anticipate secondary causes that work either freely, necessarily, or contingently. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does, yeah. It, so it gives us the ability to plan and to do so in a way that is effective. There's not just utter chaos. There's sort of an order. Yeah. And God has provided this order and it makes our lives, in, in some degree, make sense. Yes. We can we can understand what you know what might happen. Again, the pencil being a good example, we right. we can all agree on that. Mark, maybe not, but we kind of all agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the rest of us can agree on right. gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So that's helpful. Okay. Yeah, and again, that we experience life in a way that isn't God intervening and preordaining all of these miraculous things. So it's not as though God, when you let go, God grabbed the pencil and moved it down real fast. Right. As much as he has, as the first cause, ordained all that will fall out. Yes. And so he's, the the second cause here is your hand or gravity or whatever, but. Yes. So it's within his decree. It's That's within correct. his control, his providence. That's right. That's the chapter we're in. Mm-hmm. But it's it's taking place according to sort of a ordered, predictable rules of nature environment. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's right. And mm. and people oftentimes take the rules of nature to be the ends in themselves. Mm. Right. So so people can sit in second causes and only ever understand second causes without thinking about first without cause. Without acknowledging yeah. the first cause. That's right. And I think that would probably get us into trouble, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. Other thoughts here from you, gentlemen. Uh, would you also say, Josh, uh, are you driving at the idea that this is where we get our concept of agency from? Yes. Like, or, or free will. Like, that God ordains all things, but not necessarily so that 
humanity does not have a will that would be considered free in this instance. That's right. That, that we, we are responsible agents for our decisions. Let me give you a, a story. This is an absolutely true story. I went to RTS at their Jan- the, the Jackson location, and I got both my marital family therapy degree there and I got my MDiv there. That campus does not exist in, let's say, the most crime-free area <laughs> of Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> And Jackson, Mississippi, by the way, is the number one crime-rated city in the nation right now. Mm. So, And has been mm. so for the past two or three years. So it is not the mm. safest location, period. That, that's what I'm driving at, right, is that the, the, and, and RTS has begun to sell that location. They're going to move to a different location. It's much better for them, safer for the students. We actually had an adjunct who was sitting at the light, we have, it's it has two campuses or it's one campus but it's it's got a major road in between and so there's a light to get on one side which has the counseling center and the library and the other side which has all the classrooms and we had an adjunct waiting at that light and saw someone right in front of him get carjacked oh wow right and he and his son had to like get out of there real quick that's mm. that's the level of danger you're talking about in that general location wow. well one day after and it's after convocation, and one of our professors was driving to get onto the interstate, again, through this really not-so-nice area of town, and one of our students was walking, well-dressed, backpack on, just walking down the street, headed down a road to a neighborhood that was notoriously dangerous. Mm. And so our professor pulled over, rolled down his window, and said, what are you doing? And the student said, well, I believe in the protective providence of God. <laughs> right? And the professor looked at him and said, you're an idiot who doesn't know what you're talking about. Get in the car. You didn't read section two. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. The section one. No. Yeah. Providence recognizes we might be stupid. It doesn't mean you can choose to be That's stupid. Right. <laughs> That's right. You, you can't just go and do whatever you want to yeah. and assume that there isn't going to be some sort of recompense for it. Or there's not going to be some sort of consequence for it so if you walk down a really dangerous neighborhood as someone who's definitively not from there dressed very nicely with nice things you might end up having something very bad done to you Mm. and the fact that god didn't prevent that from happening to you doesn't make him any less of a good god Mm. it makes you someone who didn't understand the world in which you were created Mm. does that make sense yeah. So it 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 protects agency, but it also protects God in the sense that He doesn't always, for all of His people, have to protect them at every moment from the consequences of even bad decisions. Right. And I think it's helpful to think about the wisdom, especially God has given us, like through the Book of Proverbs, and even what Proverbs talks about is that we are to pursue wisdom, even just in our circumstances. That that God calls us to to that in our circumstances to not just to trust in his providence. Yeah. So I think like if you're in a place where you're like, okay, I can either walk through this very dangerous place or I can hop in with my professor or I can go around this other way and make a wise decision in the midst of it. God calls us to do that, to pursue wisdom. Yes. And yet I think where, you know, to some extent that students hope is rightly founded. I, I, I think it's in those situations where wisdom isn't going to help you. Yeah. 
where you don't you can't make a choice to like oh well I better go that way or this way it's the doctrine of God's providence is a comfort to us in those situations that well God is going to protect me yeah or and that doesn't always even mean physical protection but it does mean that that God is with me even as these things that are unavoidable that are around me or coming toward me you know both can be true but but God calls us to both, to exercise wisdom when we have the circumstances to be able to make a choice of wisdom, and yet also to have the comfort when that choice isn't available that, well, but God is still with me and will mm. protect me. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're mm. a soldier on a battlefield somewhere and you, you've just got to go and take the orders that you've been given yeah. to make the next best decision you can, but there's no real good decisions around you, you're trusting God's providence, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're the student, yeah, dressed inappropriately, walking <laughs> inappropriately, you are courting danger. Is yes. what you're yeah. doing. Providence right. is not some hammer that I just walk around through the world with and yeah. just right. say I'm going to knock everything out of my way because I've got providence on my side. Yeah. Let's quickly talk about yeah. section three. Section three is a little shorter, but it, it's very very much related to what we've just talked about here in section two. It says God, in His ordinary providence, maketh use of the means, yet is free to work without, above, and against them at his pleasure. What's this saying now? This seems like it's a little different than we just read. I don't know. Right. This affirms God's ability to enter into creation and work miraculously. Gotcha. Right? Like, if you you thought just about secondary means, and you thought about free and contingent and necessary, where's the resurrection? Mm, How does one who is completely dead, not just feigning death, come back to life it does it doesn't happen that's right in in a world just of secondary just causes mechanical event cause effect you know it, that you're right that we don't get mm-hmm. that that's right mm-hmm. and so this is saying that though he normally works through those causes he is free to work outside of those causes that's great and so you shouldn't lose sight of the miraculous it also means that we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that he is the greatest by means of change agent by means of power, hmm. that we should be running to him regularly. And then when we are in a situation where we see no hope, we yet have hope in him. Hmm. Right. And that doesn't mean that he has to work according to the way that we want him to work, that he's going to save us from a terrible cancer diagnosis or he's going to keep us from losing a job or whatever. But we know he has the ability to work miraculously in those. And sometimes he does intervene in that way. And other times he allows us to go through really difficult things mm. because it helps us in other ways. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's it's like if I'm in a situation, I feel like, and this does occur, and I think everybody can probably identify this in some sense, like we can see no real way out of it, no hope in a sense. Humanly speaking, this thing is not going to resolve itself. Yep. But God, you know, there's mm. that. Yep. Right? Mm. He can change hearts. He can change. He can work miracles. Uh, and so that gives you some hope. Maybe not that you're going to get your desired outcome, but it does give you hope in, yeah. in situations where you feel like maybe there's no hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah good. It, you know, just it kind of runs, I think, contrary a little bit to the idea of like total libertarian free will. But it should be a comfort, I think, even to uh, to those people that like, well, as free as you think your will is, God's will is even freer. And oh, so yeah, when yeah. you are <laughs> so stuck in your situation that 
no matter what free choice you make, I mean, you can't, you can't get out of it. Right. But, but God is so powerful. Mm-hmm. He is so free that he is even able to step in and deliver you. Yeah. So. Amen. This is helpful. Yep. Well, sometimes when you take the scope of these two points into, it, it also helps those who are suffering in that, like, it feels like when people are grieving in the counseling suite, or it, it seems as if when they're grieving in the counseling suite, and they're talking to you as a pastor, looking for comfort, there's this sneaking suspicion of there could have been another way that this fell out. Like, there, there could have been another way that this happened, and it could have, but this is the way that God ordained that it would happen in this point. We can trace out the second causes, and some of them can be contingent on other things happening. They can happen freely, or some might necessarily have happened by a second cause yeah. so that you couldn't prevent it. But it doesn't mean that you should stop hoping in his ability to intervene in the most dire of circumstances because he yep. can intervene mm-hmm. and he loves to do so on behalf of yeah. his people. Mm-hmm. So I recently had a counseling appointment with someone who has stage four cancer. And, you know, at stage four cancer, it's pretty aggressive. And the probability of remission or cure is is pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so in the secondary causes sense, we begin to think through what does it mean to pursue the medicine that you can pursue in a way that stewards your relationships and everything else the Lord has given you by way of resource. At the same time, we are going to pray nonstop that he would intervene miraculously to cure you. Mm-hmm. And we, we mm-hmm. can go there without some sort of defeatist view no, he, he can work supernaturally, and he can mm. cure you should he desire. Mm. But because mm. he normally works by secondary causes, we're going to begin to get things in order, and we're going to begin to walk this season as if he's calling you home, and you will be home shortly, mm. and and we're going to steward the season well. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. So it holds both of those intention mm. as, as true. Yeah. it's mm. good. That's beautiful, yeah. Josh. All right, gentlemen. Well, we will get back together. Yeah, um, we still didn't get too far. This we still, yeah, yeah. We still got a lot to cover, but this is good. We're, we're working our way through. We're moving in chapter, a deliberate chapter pace. Five, a deliberate That's pace. Right. That's the theme of this series. <laughs> deliberate <laughs> pace. We should just change the name of the podcast from 1A to DP. <laughs> deliberate pace. If you're out there listening and you want a uh, 1A mug with deliberate pace, you know, yeah. let us know. We'll, let we'll, us know. <laughs> yeah, we'll get them. We get some merch going if people are interested in merch. <laughs> We're going to get zero. Oh, the DP podcast is where grown men with middle school complexes. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Man. Okay. Well, for Josh Fleming, Josh Adair, and Mark Capper, I'm Josh Squires. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Until then, God bless. Thank you guys. I'll see you later.